The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm Trevor Van Vieren, and today we are going to be discussing part 2B, Uh, Not guilty, free up your faith. This is from our faith series, Faith Made Easy. So let's just jump into a word of prayer before I give introductions because I get really excited about this stuff. (laughs) All right, Father, thank you. I just love you, man. (laughs) Thank you, Father, that you're always here. Thank you. Thank you so much that you are so willing. I see it all the time. You're so willing and so quick to talk to your children and encourage them and help them and strengthen them. And um, I just thank you for being here on the show with us. And um, Lord, just think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. I pray none of me. Everything is you. Everything is you, Lord. And uh, let's just um, have this episode just be a strong blessing to your children. Let them walk away with something. And you saying, oh, that's answered, man. That's answered. (laughs) Praise God. Thank you. Um, In Jesus' name, we pray this. Now, we're talking about condemnation. Um, if If you haven't heard the previous episode from our series, Faith Made Easy, go and listen to it. It's uh, part 2A, uh, not guilty. It's talking about you. You are not guilty. Uh, Free up your faith. Now, why did Jesus get me onto this topic? Because, as we discussed, condemnation, it's like a weight on your faith, you see. You, you, You see, you already sitting with faith on the inside of you. God has already given you faith. And uh, our text for the series was 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. See, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. If you are born again, if you are born again in Christ Jesus, you have got world overcoming faith on the inside of you right now. And it doesn't matter what circumstance is thrown up against you. You can you can just push that circumstance down every single time. And see, and then we spoke about how there are believers that are struggling with that kind of image of faith. They can't they just can't see it. See? And um, that's where the condemnation comes in. Condemnation is like a weight. See, and the illustration the Holy Ghost gave me while it was actually, I, I didn't even have it in my notes, <laughs> but it was sure in my spirit, it was the roadrunner. And man, that thing just runs, <laughs> he can do a Mark 1 man with his hair on fire. <laughs> and uh, that coyote is obsessed with this roadrunner. It's so funny. And um, he'd, he'd kind of work out ways to try and trap the roadrunner, you know. and um, 
he'd always come out, in most cases, most episodes, he'd come out with an anvil, okay? And it'd be written on the side there, the weight, so you can get the idea how heavy this is. You know, two tons, five tons, you know? And it, it said Acme on the side. It meant, that meant it, it's good quality. <laughs> Man, this is, if this thing can just land on him, this works. Now, although <laughs> he never, ever succeeded, Glory to God. Roadrunner was born again. Amen. <laughs> he could he could travel at the speed of light, man. Um <laughs> the coyote. Amen. He's the devil in, in this uh, in the scene. Um he he if he had to succeed, see, if he had to succeed with that anvil, and that thing had to land on the, the roadrunner, the impression is with that weight. It'll just, you know, just plonk him in the ground. He's just not going anywhere. See? Well, isn't that what happened to Adam and Eve? When, when, they, when they sinned and they fell short of the glory of God, they just fell right outside the garden. And God was protecting them and said, you guys have to get out here. Otherwise, they would be trapped in that forever. He did that out of love. And um, he didn't want them to, to get in, in, into a worse situation. But that's not the focus. The focus is, did you know he never left that area? He never, never, ever used his faith again. God gave him a worldwide ministry. Someone says, where do you get that from? Just go and read in the book of Genesis. He said, go and replenish the earth. And Adam and Eve never got to do that. Why? That anvil fell on top of them. The serpent threw an anvil on them. Their condemnation landed on them and they just never moved forward again. You see, that's why God don't want you even touching that stuff. Now, I, I want to get across to you, before we, we go uh, further into this, the, the, the focus of this episode is to get across to you that God, He, he is not holding anything against you. He, in, in, in his eyes, you've done nothing wrong. See, he sorted that stuff. He, God don't touch condemnation. But before we can get into that, you know, I could tell you those things and you might not be convinced enough of how serious he is about that. See, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick out a few scriptures here. And I want to show you the integrity of his word. How real, how solid his word is. And I just want to read this. Just, I just want to get this across to you so that you can see the integrity of his word. That you could depend on his word. So that when we move over to this and we talk about that you are not condemned in his eyes, you will be more convinced of it. And I just want to, it's easy to say, oh, God doesn't lie, God doesn't lie. It's another thing when you actually read a few scriptures. See, the, the, the word says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Now, now look, how, look how powerful his word is. Look how serious his word is. Look how set in stone his word is. So that you can understand when we're talking about you are not guilty in his eyes you are free from sin in his eyes check this out john 17 17 your word is truth truth 
not just your word. Your word is truth. Watch this. 1 Peter 1.23 Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. He's saying the word of God is incorruptible and it lives and it abides forever. Can you even imagine forever? Can you imagine how this word is incorruptible forever? It is the truth forever. Watch this. Malachi, Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. For I am the Lord. I change not. Watch this. Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Did you see that? Do you, can you see no failure? No failure in all, in all these verses so far. No failure. Watch this. Psalm 89, verse 34 and 35. I've given you, you more than three witnesses now. My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to lie. It is impossible. Watch this. Watch this. It is impossible for his word that goes forth out of his mouth to return void. He is the Lord. He changes not. You can you see that when he speaks, things are set in stone. Can you see that, that his word lives and abides forever? Forever he cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. Forever. That's forever. That's not, not just for now. That's not for a couple of thousand years ago. That's forever. Listen, guys, this stuff is set in stone. There's no one. There is no one that was successful yet. To take him and trump him on his word. No one. And no one ever will. So what I'm saying to you is. The word of God is the final authority. There is nothing. There is nothing that can come up against the word. Now I have noticed in times past in my own personal experience. I've, because I've learned this. Because this is revelation on the inside of me. I have learned that I can take his word and throw it up against the situation. I can take his word and throw it up against the circumstance, no matter what the circumstance is. And every time, every time, the word has never, ever failed me because I, I understand this, you see. This is something that I understand. So I'm not moved by circumstances anymore. See, and I've seen those circumstances just fall down every time. And I just take that word back and, and have a good look at it and say, my word, my word, Lord, there's not a scratch on you. There's not there's not a speck of dust on you. The, the word does just it just does not change. It's just the truth forever. Whatever he says, it is just 
the truth forever. Now, when if you've heard our series uh, testimony, how I won my wife back. It's a it's a a man by the name of Hidian, and um, he's got a great testimony. You should go and listen to that uh, series, four part series. Um, when he was first challenged with a situation, and his wife served him with the divorce papers, and he did not want to divorce her. See, he did not want to let go of her, but the situation, uh, it, it, it looked otherwise. And um, cut a long story short, I knew um, he, he hadn't done something this serious and this deep before. I knew this is where Christians stand together, man. Don't, do, don't be a lone ranger by yourself. Get some help. Get, don't, and don't surround yourself with unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians now. Don't know how to believe. They'll talk you out of your victory. <laughs> you just get away from them as quick as you can. And surround yourself with strong believers. And don't go and argue with them when they're trying to help you. See, that's the worst thing. You're just slowing down the whole thing. Just be open and listen to them. So anyway, um, I would ask him this. Now, now listen to my question. See. I'd ask him, what is the truth about your marriage? His wife, by this time, she packed up her stuff. She, she moved out. She moved. She's gone now. And uh, she said, sign those divorce papers. Well, of course, he, he, he was trying to delay things because he's getting into faith here. And uh, she said, uh, cut a long story short, if you don't get that signed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the attorney and take this thing further. And um, so the pressure's on. <laughs> and I just ask him, I, I, I'm, I'm getting him to look me in my eyes. He must look me straight in the eyes. And we need to lock you. And I asked him, what is the truth about your marriage? Well, she, she's... She's off now, and you know, I know I can believe. Uh, 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 uh. What is the truth about your marriage? And I'd ask him that, and I'd ask him that, and eventually he, he's starting to catch on. And I'd tell him first the truth is, by his stripes, your marriage is healed. See? Now just carry on with that. By his stripes, your marriage is healed. And I'd continue asking him that. I'd continue asking him that. I'd continue asking him, and you'd say, Yo, you know, I know my marriage is healed. Say, no, 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 no. By his stripes, your marriage is healed. That's the truth. Yes, your wife is out the house. Yes, she took all her clothes. Yes, she served you with divorce papers. What is the truth? I don't care about the circumstances. Circumstances can change. The word never changes. It's the truth. He's, he, he says, I'm the Lord, I change not. He, once he said something, man, you can take that word to the bank. Glory be to God. And, and I would keep on asking him that question. Why? I want it to dawn on him. I want him and myself to be on the same page. See, And when it did, because it always does, See, just, just be patient. Just let the word dawn on you. That's all. Just let it dawn on you, and then your circumstances change. See, people are trying to do things on the outside first. That's not how you do things. You let the word dawn on you, see? Let the word dawn on you, see? And um, once he got into that, wow, man, his wife came back. Well, that's an awesome testimony. You should listen to it. Now, I'll, let's move on now. Can you, so you can so you got a better idea of how solid as a rock this this word it reminds me of that one song, you know, 
Solid as a rock. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to read to you, flip over in your Bibles, to Romans chapter 4. Now we're talking about the integrity of his word. And if his word is solid as a rock, he's the Lord that changes not. His word is incorruptible. His word, when, it sends, when he sends it forth out of his mouth, it doesn't return void. That means whatever he says about you, it's that way. You've got to see it that way. See? And, and God doesn't hold you accountable for anything. See? God is not the one condemning you. The devil is trying to trip you up. The devil is trying to get you to feel guilty. The devil is trying to get you, getting you to feel ashamed. See? He wants to get that across to you. But guess what? That's not the truth. What is the truth? See? What is the truth? I'm asking you that. Listen to this. David. This is David was writing this um, from under the old covenant. And as a prophet of God, he could see over into the new covenant. And oh my word, it just, it blessed him. But he, he'd never partake of that, see? Because they were not born again people. See, Jesus hadn't come yet for them. He's come now for us. There, there's a whole, God wasn't living on the inside of them. He couldn't. Now listen to David. He said that, I'm going to read this, Romans chapter 4, verse 6 to 8, from the message, and then I'm going to read it to you from the King James. David confirms this, or David confirms this way of looking at it, saying that the one who trusts God to do the putting everything right without insisting on having a say in it is one fortunate man. Fortunate those whose crimes are carted off. This is God talking about you. Whose sins are wiped clean from the slate. Fortunate the person against whom the Lord does not keep score. This is what God is saying about you right now. Isn't that amazing? Sure, I tell you what, this frees up your faith. Remember that roadrunner? Man, he could just run. And if you listen to, listen to um, the, the previous uh, message, part 2a, I'm um, going to quote that scripture there to you. It said in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, that if you don't have that weight, you'd be able to run the race that's before you. See, a lot of people are suffering with condemnation. Listen to this. We're going to read this now from the King James. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness without works. In other words, in other words, you had nothing to do with this. You didn't even earn this. And God has chosen to not keep score of your sin. See? The devil trips you up and says, he's the accuser of the brethren. Remember that. Revelation says that. It says, he is the accuser of the brethren. That's Revelation 12.10. But listen to this. Even as David also describes the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputes righteousness without works, saying, blessed are, are they whose iniquities are forgiven. Not going to be forgiven, are forgiven right now. Whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Sheesh. God's not keeping score of your sin. 
God is not imputing sin. He says, this guy's blessed. He's talking about us over in this age, in the new covenant. He says, your iniquities are forgiven. Listen, listen. This is the truth about you right now. Let's look at John chapter 3. How, let, let's get another witness. Let's see how true this is. John chapter 3 verse 16 and verse 17. For God so loved the world, didn't condemn the world, didn't hate the world. See, condemnation is a form of hate. It's a form of bitterness. I'm here to prove how wicked you are. I'm here to prove how wrong you are. For God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. Should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God, verse 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That's not why he sent, he sent his son into the world. He didn't send him into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Why? The world was already condemned. The world was already condemned. They were already in a mess. No need to send someone to throw salt on the wound. No, God is here to save you. God is here to save you. He's here to free you up from condemnation. In his eyes, you've done nothing wrong. See, listen to this. Let's go to John chapter 8. Man, when you see that God is on your side, you know, everyone quotes that scripture. It says, um, it, it, it says uh, if God be for us, who can be against? They all quote that. They, they don't understand it. There, there's, no, there's no meaning behind it. But when you get this, man, if God be for us, he's not, God is not the one pointing out my sin. God's trying to encourage me. You know what he says in his word? He says, you are forgiven in First John. 1 John chapter 2, he says, your sins are already forgiven. Your sins are already forgiven. Sure. These guys, John chapter 8, I've just preached myself happier. They went and uh, they caught this woman in adultery. You know the story. And uh, they, let me just see. Uh, they brought, uh, let's, where do we start here? Uh, let's, let's start in verse 4. They say unto him, Master... This woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, now they're condemning her. Now Moses in the law commanded us, watch this condemnation, that such should be stoned. What sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. Oh, who's the accuser of the brethren? Who, so who, who's getting instruction here? These guys are listening to their father, the devil. And you'll find out later Jesus actually told them that to their face. He said, you do uh, the, the works of your father, the devil. So now they're accusing him. But Jesus stooped down with his finger, wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said to them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Now listen, 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 listen. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. These guys are wicked. These guys are in sin. We can see that. They are not acting in love. But did you know Jesus refused to point out their faults? Even them. They the enemy. Well, the devil behind it, really. But do you, you understand what I'm saying? 
He could have sat there and said, yeah, but you did this and you did this and you did this. He didn't want to touch that. I said he didn't want to touch that. You see, I, want to, I just want to um, tell you right now, years ago, God, when I was studying this stuff out extensively, God said to me, condemnation is like acid. It's like a very, very strong acid. It's, um, it's septic, you know, it stinks, it's putrid, don't touch it, don't touch it, don't touch it. It's not part of our kingdom. It's got nothing to do with our kingdom. See, the devil wants to pin it on God and make it out as if God is angry with man. And he gets himself innocent. He gets himself off the hook from that. See, God is angry with you. You're sinning. You're doing this. You're doing that wrong. He's got this, he paints this picture as if God has got a frown on his face all the time. That he's just waiting for you to trip up. That's not the truth. That stuff is not inside of our kingdom. That's not even in the Bible. That you can only find these things out if you spend time reading the word, see? And anyway, God gave me this illustration of, of condemnation being like an acid. I remember years ago, I saw, um, I saw this site that was specially um, set up outside the city to take medical waste, see? And uh, they had security guards. A whole, a whole company um, contracted to get rid of the stuff. I came onto the site once and I saw the stuff. It, it looked like smoke, man, coming out of the ground. And some of the fellows, they had a good, uh, they had a good uh, chuckle because one of the guys that actually worked there, his pants got caught in some of the stuff and this stuff just ate it up. Just ate it up, man. Just ate up his pants. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had a good laugh about it. There's nothing that happened to him. He was safe, of course. But uh, I'm showing you how septic this stuff is. I'm showing you how dangerous this stuff is. The smoke that's just coming out the ground. I mean, what do you think about that? <laughs> and here, God and Jesus don't want to touch this stuff. Here's these guys. They are definitely in the wrong. We can see that by the word. See, we can see that by the word. They, they are not keeping the commandments at all. And it would be very easy for Jesus just to point out and say, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. You do Jesus wouldn't touch it. Jesus wouldn't touch it. He just posed a question. He just posed a question. He said, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the middle. And Jesus had lifted up himself, very casual, very calm, full of peace. He saw none, and went, <sighs> and he only saw the woman there, and said, okay, woman, where are your accusers? Has no man condemned thee? She said, no man, Lord. This is what Jesus said. Neither do I condemn thee. Now just hang on that. Neither do I condemn thee. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. He refused to condemn those boys. He refused to condemn that girl. Because he's saying that stuff, we're not touching that stuff. That's not inside of our kingdom. That's not how we operate. 
See? You see, he doesn't want you to touch it. He doesn't want you to get entangled with condemnation because that stuff cripples your faith. You're not free to believe. You're not free. You don't realize he's on your side. See? He wants, he wants you to know he's not condemning you. He wants you to know as far as he's concerned, you have done nothing wrong. That's grace. That is grace. In God's eyes, you are free from sin. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. I'm just giving you more than one witness here. More than two witnesses. More than three witnesses. <laughs> Listen to this. There is therefore now, right now, right this second, as you are busy listening to this podcast, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Don't sit there and accept condemnation anymore. Take your rightful place. When you realize that in God's eyes, you know, when it says that God, Romans chapter 4, let's just go there quickly. I just want to read that uh, first part. He says, when God imputes righteousness without works unto him, in other words, God went out of his way to make it that you are in his good books. He wanted you in his good books. He wanted you in his good books, and you didn't do anything to earn that. You didn't put a lick of sweat into that. God just likes you so much. He just, wanted, he just wants it that way. He just, you know what he said to me one day? He said, I like that you are forgiven. Now, man, you read that scripture where it says, um, brethren, thy sins are forgiven. When you catch the spirit of that, and you catch how God feels about that when he says, I like that you are forgiven. That just changes everything. And you see, hey, he really is for me. Yeah, so because you are in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation to you. God wants you to know that. God wants you to know that there is no condemnation to you right now. Yeah, but... You know, I, I, I fought with my, my, my spouse this morning and we mixed some really ugly words. There is therefore now no condemnation to you. Yeah, but um, my, I, I, I hollered at my kids and, and, and I, I said some ugly stuff. There is therefore now no condemnation to you. You are free from guilt. You are free from shame. In God's eyes, you are innocent. You are absolutely innocent. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. The devil is the accuser of the brethren, not God. God is trying to tell, God is telling you the truth. He's telling you the truth right now. There is no condemnation to you. In my eyes, you've done nothing wrong. I went and I sorted it out that you are in my good books. And you didn't do anything to do that. But I just like that you're in my good books. <laughs> Someone might say, listen. Someone might say, yeah, but if, you, if you're preaching that, that'll give me a permission to sin. What's stopping me from doing wrong? Hey, listen, the word is like a shovel. And let's just say the, the condemnation meter on the inside of you was standing at 100%. It was divided into 10 portions of 10% each. 
Listen. The more you hear this message that you are not condemned, that God is not holding anything against you, that your sins are already forgiven, that you already in his good books, that he already likes that you are forgiven. Guess what? That word's like a shovel. It'll shovel out that first 10%. Now you're left with 90%. See? You carry on hearing that. You come to a place when you hear it. See, faith comes by hearing. See, faith comes by hearing. That excitement, you listening to this right now, and if you're getting excited and you're jumping up and down and you found out that God is not holding anything against you and that he likes you forgiven, that is faith. Recognize that. That is faith in your heart. And the more you get, you get that stuff on the inside of you and you get to talking like that and you get to thinking like that, there's another 10%, there's 80% left. Are you catching where I'm going with this? If you carry on with this down the line, you can come to a place. God will glad. He wants you to have this. He wants you to have that insight. He wants you to have that revelation. He wants you to think. He wants you to see yourself free from guilt, free from shame, free from condemnation, absolutely flawless in his eyes. He wants you to see yourself that way. He wants you to know you are that right with him that's what righteousness is and when you get to that place guess what my brother guess what my sister you don't have a lick of condemnation on the inside of you anymore tell me how on earth are you going to sin how are you going to sin then are you are you getting this see that's like if you're fresh out of sugar and your neighbor comes to you and says could i borrow a, could i borrow a cup of sugar well, how are you going to give them sugar if you don't have any sugar in your home? See? Well, we are out of time. I, I actually went over time. <laughs> but that's okay. This is our channel. We can do what we want. <laughs> Praise God. We're just here to serve you and, and help you see the truth, man. I hope you were really blessed by this episode. And I thank you for listening. And listen, share this podcast. Share it. Get the word out there. People need to know this stuff. Remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast and you like what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to start a gospel newspaper. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow on our website www.thedailywitness.co.za There you'll find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you're inside of South Africa, use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from the Google Play Store or iTunes. If you're outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Daily Witness podcast, feel free to let us know by either using our Facebook profile, Trevor Van Peeren Ministries, or by email to newsdesk at thedailywitness.co.za. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.